Lord, help us to write something that is your heart, that we can put on the lips of the church, that will help them grow in their faith in you and trust in you and build up our churches. So that's, that's the goal, and it's hard. It's easier to write a bad one. I'll tell you that much. I've learned that. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Loop Community Podcast. We're passionate about providing you with quality and affordable resources to help your band sound great, but most of all, to help you sound like you. My name is Matt McCoy, and I'm here with my co-host, Derek. Derek, we have a very special mini episode today. Yes, we do. We are interviewing Greg Sykes. He's a Canadian worship artist with Integrity Music, and he talks with Matt about how he brings songs to his church and the unique way that he does that, how he won't put a song on his album before he leads it in front of his church, which yeah. I think is really interesting to hear about. Yep. And he has a new song that's out called No Greater Love, so be sure to go listen to that. Right. Yeah, it's, I thought it was really great because I think if you're a songwriter and a worship leader at your church, this is a really um, helpful interview because he talks about this healthy tension of like you're writing all these songs, you know, you don't want to dump all these new songs in your congregation, you know, because they don't know what, you know, they've never heard them before. They mm-hmm. might be familiar to you, but they've never heard them and but you also want to like help figure out like what songs actually work because you also don't want to record a worship album of worship songs with songs that don't connect with people. Right. And so you kind of get to use your congregation in some ways, you know, as a guinea pig to see, you know, what songs catch. And you can always tell like as a worship leader, I know when I play a new song um, on Sunday morning, I know immediately within like the first, for sure, like within the first like time doing the song, you can tell whether the song is going to do well or not. And so he talks about how he uses that, you know, to see what songs he should record. And yeah. Talks about co-writing and just the accountability that that brings to help actually push the deadline and finish it. Like how many projects have you done, like maybe on your own, where it's like, it's kind of hard to get it across the finish line sometimes. But if you do it with people or with a team, you know, everybody's helping push it across the finish line. So he talks about that. And this is a great interview, though, for any worship leaders and songwriters out there. So maybe before this interview, we should actually just play a clip from No Greater Love by Greg Sykes. Yeah, let's do it. All right, press play. Greg, my man. It's always good to see you. Good to see you, Matt. Thanks, man. We're here at the National Worship Leader Conference. Last time I saw you, I think we were in Canada. That's right. I think that was the last time we saw each other in person. In the most, one of the most beautiful parts of Canada, out west. Yep. Cal- Where were we? Alberta? That's, yeah, I think we were in Edmonton, Alberta. Edmonton. Mm-hmm. It was like the coldest day of the year, I think. Yes, you're right. I remember them saying it was like really cold. Yeah. So tell us about like, what, do you, uh, what have you been writing? 
So I've been writing songs for my church. Which is where? Niagara Falls, Ontario, Mountain okay. Park Church. I write songs that, that I can lead at church. And uh, the exciting thing about this new batch of songs we're just finishing recording now yeah. is I've led all 10 of them a number of times at my church. I refused to record a song that I hadn't led live in, in my own church. Because you want to see how it goes. Yeah. Were there any songs that you led in your church that you were like, that didn't go over well, we're never going to play that again? That did happen. And I was disheartened because it happened with a couple songs that I was sure the church was going to just grab a hold yeah. of and love. What I did actually was getting close to the time where we needed to go into production mode for the album. We'd narrowed it from about 200 songs. Then we took that down to about 20. Wow. And then we just spent some time with them, listening meetings, you know, running it by a bunch of people I trust and and the label. And then we narrowed it to 10. But I took 17 of those uh, 20 songs and did a a night of worship at my church, acoustic with a djembe player or cajon player. And tested all 17 songs. Interesting. Put out a note on my f- personal Facebook and I said, hey, if you if you would be willing, I would love for you to come to my church this Sunday yeah. night. We're going to do something I've never done. It's a new song worship night. To let them know, set the expectation. This is going to be... Yeah, that you're not going to know any of these songs. That's right. So people who want to just come and, and sing songs they yeah. know and they get frustrated by new songs, they knew, oh, well, you, you don't need to come. So I had about 150 people, maybe 175 people from my community come out that night on just five days notice and we tried all 17 songs. We took two and a half hours. I had to start some from the beginning, but I'll tell you that first reaction to playing some of those songs for the first time at my church was, was incredible. Yeah. And it recorded the night and then we used oh. those stems as pre-production for the ones that we were going to record for the album. And did you record the crowd singing too? Or? I, did. Okay. I did, yeah. I don't think we're going to be able to use them because yeah. I didn't record it properly, but yes. So I didn't do any eight, ten minute arrangements. They were all, you know, three to four and a half minutes. Yeah. Sometimes I would I would start a song over again, but just plugged through. And I gave people an opportunity to leave after yeah. about song 14. But man, it was an exciting night. It was just, now my church was a part of these songs. Yeah, right. They were there from right. the birth of these songs. And now they have all these step-parents yeah. all around my, my city. So. so how did you know which ones didn't work? The beginning of the night, I said, would you please make notes in your iPhone, make a note on your tithing envelope in front of oh. you of the ones that you, you really like, and in a couple words, why? And also, as risky as this was, could you maybe mention your bottom one or two and why? And then throughout the course of the week, would you either text me if you have my cell, email me, or Facebook me the feedback? And I probably had about 50, 50 or 60 of the people that were there that night yeah. take the time to reach out to me and give me pointed feedback. And it was so powerful. It was very consistent, too, the ones that stuck out Interesting. to people. Um, there were some, of course, certain guys, like certain more yeah, guy tone songs. Right. And, but overall, it was so helpful in extracting what, as a litmus test for a very average group of blue-collar wow. people, some who know me, some who don't, to just give me their honest feedback and to open that door yeah. at the risk of getting my feelings hurt. Yeah, right. right. Which, um, I'm learning to be less precious with my songs. Because that would be hard Yeah. when they're writing. Here's the songs I didn't like. It, yeah, but it was so helpful, though, too. I said, thank you for being brave enough to tell me you didn't like that song. Yeah, right. Because... There was more than one of you who said that, so you're helping me with a blind spot because I was very close to that song. Yeah, It's hard to be objective and give an objective when yeah. you're so close to it. Yeah. So. Could you tell as you were playing the song that like that one's going to end up on the positive list or that one's going to end up on the... Yeah, yeah. there's a couple songs where people were cheering at the end of verse two. Yeah, right. You know, jump the octave and they're singing chorus two already and they just heard chorus one once. Right. I'm saying, thank you, Lord. Now, I also got our best pro presenter lyric a volunteer yeah, right. on. <laughs> she spent the afternoon going over the songs, listening to some of the iPhone demos I had. Yeah. And so she was on the words to help set the congregation right. up to win, to be able to follow along. Oh, that's actually a good point because if she didn't know the songs... 
it would actually make it hard for everyone else because then the, the lyrics are behind or totally not there. We did ver- whole verses and whole choruses on one slide. We didn't do the two line by two line. You know. Yeah. So you took these ten songs. You picked the ten that are at the top, and you recorded an album. Mm-hmm. So you That's took right. it back to Nashville and. Mm-hmm. My team at Integrity Music helped. We had some disagreement on the last two songs, like sort of slot nine and ten. Yep. It was a real. So that took actually right up until recording day, where the producer David Leonard uh, from All Sons and Daughters came in and said, "Hey, man, I think these are the ones that that you really ought to focus on." And 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 in some cases with decisions along the way he really went yeah you know what the label is right and in some other cases he said let's have a discussion with them because i'm kind of feeling what you're feeling and so as a team we really sifted through all that together and then so when's when can we hear it when's it coming okay so uh, the first song from the album that is already out no greater love just came out you can stream it wherever you you can find music no greater love and then uh in the in the fall september october the the full album will come out and it's going to be called no greater love okay awesome Wow. We had a song on it called Breakthrough that I'm really excited about. And we had a meeting just last week. Are we going to call the album Breakthrough or No Greater Love? And we just wrapped up the meeting, decided yeah. No Greater Love. Yeah. And we went home and I got a message that night that uh, from my A&R guy saying, I think we made the right choice because Chris McClarney's new album, yeah. who I love with all my heart. He's a great, great guy, good friend. His new album is called Breakthrough. Okay. So that would have yeah. been interesting. To have yeah. Right, right. Two albums coming I'm out. I want to change it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good, man. Yeah. All right, so yeah, we'll definitely check it out. If you guys are listening to this, make sure you check out No Greater Love. Yes, thank you. Just as we're wrapping up, what would you say is the hardest thing about writing for worship? I think writing songs that, that don't suck. I think <laughs> yeah. that's it. I mean, right. I've become right. very seasoned in writing songs that are either plain or, or trite or uh, not singable. Yeah. But finding songs that are rich in theology and scripture, singable for yeah. the non-singer, yeah. and saying something either fresh or something we've heard in a slightly new way, I found that a, a real challenge. Um, but co-writing, I just love co-writing with others. Right. It makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Bring another perspective in. Yeah. I, I'm really good at starting things. Sometimes I struggle to finish them. And so yeah. to have a co-writer, you're accountable yeah. to finish the song. Right. And uh, seeking God through it all, though, Lord, help us to write something that is your heart, that what we can put on the lips of the church that will help them grow in their faith in you and trust in you and build up our churches. So that's that's the goal, and that's hard. It's easier to write a bad one. I'll tell you that much. I've learned that. Right. Man, I like hanging out with you. Thanks, you're, Matt. Uh, you're the real deal. Uh, thank you, Matt. You too. You just always are like very down-to-earth and like a real person in the best way possible, like the everyman, like just mm. a worship leader who's in the trenches doing it, and uh, I really like that. Like, it's pretty obvious that it's not about you, like what you're doing, and that's... Thank you. I think it's a big deal. So. Thank you, man. I, I so appreciate you saying that. Thanks for taking the time to join me. My pleasure. Thanks for getting behind what I'm doing. Absolutely, man. Hey, community. Our featured indie artist this month is Monterey Music. They're from Monterey Church in Monterey, California. Monterey Music is a family of musicians and worshipers who are passionate about leading people into the presence of God through music and community. Let's hear from them now. Our new album, Battlegrounds, is the first all-original album of Monterey Music. We named the album Battlegrounds because these songs were written in a season of struggle and hardship, and we were desperately looking for hope. These songs at their core are bold cries to declare God's promises over our lives. The main theme of the album is this, although we are imperfect, we belong to a perfect God. If you're struggling today to find hope and truth in your situation, Listen to these songs and let them be powerful reminders of God's promises in your life. 
Thanks, Jedi. You can download the master multitracks for Monterey Music's album Battlegrounds on loopcommunity.com. Now let's listen to their song, Faithful. Thanks for listening to the Loop Community Podcast. If you've enjoyed our podcast and been listening to it for a while, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe.